Hey, it's time for Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, your host for now almost 200 episodes. Holy Jesus, but Jesus. Uh, this episode has the hilarious and talented comedian Marcin Kelly. This was a really fun episode. Uh, Riding Shotgun was Maggie DePaula. We had a blast. I learned a lot about uh, a lot of things uh, as a boomer. Uh, I'm not a boomer, but you know what I mean. It's really fun. Uh, she's got some funny stories. Uh, if you haven't already, I know I say this a lot, and it really means a lot if you have not subscribed. I've run into people saying, oh, yeah, I should probably do that. Just do it. It takes two seconds. Subscribe. Give us a review. If you haven't reviewed us in the last three months, just go four stars. Say something cool. Say, hey, Paul said I should review this. This is good. This is why I like it and why I keep listening. It helps so much. It really, really does. Um, and I say that because actually because of uh, our reviews i think i don't know why but we are going to be at south by southwest episode singles only is going to be at south by southwest episode can you believe it i was there in 2003 as a band manager and now i'm going back 17 years later as a podcaster comedian i'm so excited um if you haven't already also check out my website paul left comedy i've got some shows in addition to south by southwest i will be in oklahoma city and also all around chicago for a couple weeks um Minnesota dates got canceled. Those will be uh, moved. Uh, I am going back to Minnesota and Rochester, Minneapolis in, uh, in Rochester and Minneapolis in uh, May. So check those out. Paul F. Comedy has all my dates. That's the website. Also check out my YouTube page, uh, uh, youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy as well. Subscribe to me uh, all over Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. And most importantly, check out our sponsors. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. Joining me as voice of reason is Maggie DePaulo. Hi, Maggie. Hey, Paul. We were both talking about shows we did last night that we weren't Oof. happy with. I bombed. Nah, I don't think it was as bad as you thought. You always listen to it and it's always, uh, it's always not as bad. It, That's was, my a, it was an I quit comedy bomb, <laughs> but you've talked me into staying. Yeah, you'll be fine. I had a di uh, person have a diabetic seizure at one of my shows and the ambulance came and they escorted him out. So as someone said, one of a comedian friend said, because they wanted to figure out how they can get out of watching me. Maybe they wanted they you did. to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's good to see you come back. You're still, still married and still have a kid. huh? Yep. Still That's have a, a kid. She's uh, almost eight months old now. Wow. So. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. That's eight months. That's a long time. As long as I was almost was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I know how it works. Okay. It's no, impressive. Just making sure. Well, enough of the jibber jabber. We have a special guest uh, today, a uh, good friend of ours, uh, oh. comedian, life coach. Um, <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't qualify myself as a life Not a life coach. coach no. Attorney. Yes. Uh, stand up, also improv, director. Uh, no, keep going. This I don't know. <laughs> this model, is making me feel much better model, about my life. Oh my god, thank uh, you. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. You, you're, you're, you're a triple, quadruple threat. Numbers are Mars strength. and Kelly. Yes. <laughs> thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Well, you're recently single. Yeah, I ended my relationship just to do this show. Just so. to do this show for the There's career a long waiting list. Really? People yeah. Are. But you, you've always been. How long were you in that relationship? Like over two years. That's a long time. Yeah. Was that the longest one you've ever been in? Um, close to or okay. equal to, like around there. Okay. It seems to be like my out. <laughs> like, you pulled out of this one? Oh, I don't know. Okay. It was like a 
like just like a mutual crumbling of, right. of workingness. Now, when something's not working, I'm I'm do that. Mine usually go around two, three months before they figure it out. But it's not very long. That's like how long it takes someone to get to know you. <laughs> like uh, a very base level. Yeah, that's when they figure out like, what am I doing here? I actually got it. I went on a date recently and, and I got a text. Uh, when I say recently, I mean yesterday. But uh, she's like, yeah, I think we're both not we both can agree that that didn't go well i was like <gasps> i didn't I think it was that, that bad <laughs> i i like i want to be the type of person who can say things like that at the end of the day like we can all agree that we're not going to see each other again right oh see i could never do that i'm just i just lie well the reason i can't be like that is that exact scenario where like i'm so sure that we're all on the same page and then like he goes on his podcast and is like actually i was blindsided by <laughs> right. this evil woman right <laughs> Who was just trying to be honest. It said, it said, nice to meet. I think we both can agree we're in different places in our life. Wish you success in your stand-up. Take care. <laughs> like, <laughs> All like, period. Like, like literally, <laughs> I could have said that. Like, that. that's very much on I'm going to cut and paste that <laughs> and just be like. But would you? See, like, I wouldn't. I Yeah, I, I would let them do it. You, you are the person that takes the initiative. Yeah, I don't know. I sometimes, sometimes I take the initiative and other times I'm like, let's just see what happens if I'm quiet for like. And months. see what they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's not ghosting if you're like open to You're talking about happens. when you're in a relationship. Oh no, just like after a date, after okay. like meeting someone and there's like clearly a spark and you're like, ooh, what'll happen? Yeah. Maybe nothing. But this girl did not think there was a spark. It sounds <laughs> I like. didn't think so either, but at least I was like I was like, okay, she, like when I meet someone within like uh, a week uh, like a not a week, within like hour like a minute, I can tell that they're not they either are in or out. And uh, even if they're out, I'm like, um, then I'm like, well, I want to know why they don't like me. Like, I want to be <laughs> you're like, such a why? glutton for punishment. This is like the same. This is like the third comedy show in a night thing where you're like, I know this isn't going to go well yeah. for me, but yeah. I got to do it. Yeah, I just want to know why. I want to send be, them like I, a survey. Like, what was? <laughs> oh my, that he, would like he, I do he totally know. would send us. I would do that. Actually, I think that's a good idea. With like um, a coupon for legal services at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, here, here's free tickets to, to drink tape. Right. Yeah. Have you gotten a parking ticket recently? Yeah. But I, I think that like I just I don't. I, if someone doesn't like me, I want to make sure it's because of who I am, not because of who they think I am. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, th I've had people not like me. I'm like, oh, you don't like me because you think I'm like that. But that's like not me. But do you want someone that shallow like that, that like someone who doesn't get you on such a base level? I think there's like if you're being misunderstood in, in out in society in any way, shape or form, like I don't I don't like that. I mm -hmm. want to be like, OK, actually, like I had an argument with someone about politics last night. And they were like, they had this assumption that I was this like right wing, you know, person because I was just arguing facts about uh, Medicare or whatever. And then I was like, listen, like, I know you don't like what I'm saying, but that's not who I am. Like, it, <laughs> I, I just don't like when people right. have a, a misperception. But if they're like, oh, you're if they were right about me and they hate me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then lean into that. I want me. them to really hate me. Then Part of who you are is baiting people to hate you for not being who you are. Like that's <laughs> No, it's, I, it's I think, interesting. I think I hate indifference. I want people to either really like me or really hate me for the like right reasons. Checks. Yeah. Does I that like make that, sense? I feel like I see that in your comedy too. You yeah. Know? Totally. yeah. Well we did we did law stuff together yeah. too and you know like uh like I'm like, okay, if this guy's gonna be an like I'm gonna lean into right. this and make them really like piss them <laughs> off. And that's how I feel. I don't know. Oh. But with relationships, yeah, like I don't like when someone doesn't like me. I'm like, well what are why? I mean, I don't care if you don't date me, but why don't you like me? Are I feel like I'm the her? opposite. You're going to ask her that? No, I don't care. She was kind of annoying. 
but uh, she was also drunk. Uh, that's another thing too. Like for me, if I go on a date and they've already been drinking, I'm just like, why would you do that? See, I'm so surprised that she was like a drunk date given all the periods Daytime. in yeah. her text yeah. message. <laughs> like to me, someone who's periods in a text message is not someone who gets like day drunk on a date. Yeah, like, right. those are very different people. It was a day. It was or even follows up so like professionally, yeah. right? Within <laughs> hours, yeah. yeah. Oh my but, gosh. Okay, so. Let's so, talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> nice deflection there. Thank you. Um, it was going really well for me for a second. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of people like, like, sorry, I just got to do it for 30 minutes. I can get out of it. So you are, are you back t- trying to get into a relationship or not? I'm never trying to get into a relationship. It just happens. It's not, I mean, yeah, it does seem to that. I mean, when you spend enough time with someone just like eventually that seems to be like kind of the, the organic culmination of, mm-hmm. But um, I'm not. I'm not like looking for anything. I'm just open. Have people hit you up already when they? Oh yeah, up? I've been on. I've been on a couple of dates. I went on a date with my my Lyft driver yesterday. Really? You yeah. did? Uh huh. <laughs> oh my god! Tell us how did that? Um, we had a really great conversation in the Lyft. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just did- like really got along well, and um, we were just talking about. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Um, I think we were talking about the stars. <laughs> In the sky or yeah, on like Oscar? Yeah, in, in the sky. Yeah, we were talking about the stars in the sky and like art and like just like stuff you like, it's like a very organic, con- like it was very much like a first date conversation, but this was just like organically happened in a lift. And at the end, um, she was like, I'd like to continue this conversation. And I was like, wow, that was so smooth. Like, I don't think I would have thought to say that. I had like While my business card seat? up. Yeah. Oh. Um, so she asked me if I wanted to continue the conversation as I handed her my business card. And <laughs> <laughs> it was you just, need- it was like a, it was, it was a cool. Now, which business card? card did you give her i gave her the mars i I only have business cards for my comedy so yeah um (laughs) uh so so that was the date or you had another date we had another date we met for coffee um and it was super nice it was super fun yeah is it so weird when they're like facing you then it was yeah their (laughs) face did not look like i imagined it 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 was it was a good face after Um, the date did you like give her four stars no oh my god that was actually the most stressful part about the whole interaction was figuring out how to tip after that interaction you know it was like i was like is a dollar like like obviously i have to tip because if and i know it's like anonymous when you tip but i was like if no one tips her today she'll know that i didn't tip her wait what do you mean it's anonymous they don't they don't say like this user tipped oh really yeah because i googled all of this because i was like i I wasn't they just know if they did get a tip they just find out like how like what tips they got they don't like there's not a way to track how they know that's how you get your rating up is by being a good tipper i was told apparently that you don't even get the tips in real time so like you can't even tell like the rider who just got out and then you get tipped three dollars or whatever so i see i got this is interesting yours bringing this up i did a deep dive on this (laughs) i always try to tip right away because otherwise i'll forget um, it, it reminds you when you go back on that. Yeah. But then I'm like, did I like that guy that much? And I don't know how much to tip him. But I tried to tip right away. And last night, the guy, it said, so-and-so thanked you for your tip. So mm. I feel like... You're using uh, an elite service probably, Maggie. You're <laughs> like, right. you're in Winnetka now. We don't, <laughs> you know, we don't, Stop. She's like, but I use Uber X or whatever, the, or Uber Black. So what did you, what did you end up <laughs> tipping her? So I, I came up this with this. This is during the... The ride portion of the time. We're not talking about tipping at oh, the right coffee. After. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is the this is post ride, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, I have this brilliant idea. I'm going to tip her like three thirty three because that's like a like a spiritually significant number, and we had talked about like um, angel numbers and stuff. And mm. um, but then Lyft doesn't let you tip in specific in, oh, cent amounts, no. so I think I tipped her like three dollars or five dollars. I can't remember. I went back and forth. I texted like four people about it, and we decided that like I think I think we decided three dollars was like it could be from anyone, but it's probably from someone 
someone who you had like some sort of connection with, but right. it's not like, oh, I'm tipping you $5. I'm in love with you, you know? Right. So what about after <sighs> the, the date? Did you then go back and change your your uh, comments about her no I, it was it was totally chill like I think um you're gonna see her again yeah I think we're gonna hang out again okay. um just see what happens it's gonna be hard if you do end up dating her and then you need a ride and then you know what else is gonna be awkward <laughs> that like literally just she... occurred to me is yes yes the Lyft driver does live right by me oh, um no. but okay. also I'm still living with my ex um, oh, no. <laughs> who's, really? um, who doesn't, who doesn't know yet about this date. So that's going to be fine. Okay. Um, I'm sure. Wait. So do you guys have plans to not live together? Yeah, we have a two bedroom and our roommate had moved out a while ago. So I, I'm, we like, we're, we're sharing space and it works cause we like co-parent a giant dog together, which mm-hmm. is just hard in a city without a car and, and we get along well. So, but yeah, that's, um, it's definitely like a, a dynamic that most people wouldn't choose. <laughs> how are you going to, well, how long are you guys giving to move out or yeah uh, I mean it's like in, in progress I have a place to go okay. I just like need to sell all of my stuff and and pack it all up and you know do all the things and does she know are you guys so she doesn't know about this date but does she know that you are dating yeah I mean I think so is it's she also like, dating yeah okay so. but they're not you guys aren't bringing people back or no that's like and I, so I think it's like that very like eggshell stage where it's yeah. like I think we both know we're like seeing other people but like um maybe not know that we were going to talk about it on podcasts so right <laughs> <laughs> see so, yeah I'm sure that's it'll right. be fine <laughs> this will we'll release this in in, in August <laughs> yeah we'll um, give you some time to move out right <laughs> so other than the lift date have you have you gone on like a bus driver dates or uber any other i haven't been on any bus driver dates i have gotten asked on like a shocking number of uber and lyft dates so that's just the first one i've been on like recently like within the last two weeks i think where they ask you in the on the ride or yeah, after like after like how do they uh, first of all are they just women that are asking you or men and no women? everyone else that's asked me has been a man okay um so but it's, how- and it hasn't been creepy it hasn't been like creepy or harassy or like anything like that like it's usually just like we have a very good conversation and then like the ride ends and they're like man that was like such a fun conversation conversation i like i, I don't want you to get it. out yeah, yeah. yeah and i'm like but you're gonna let me right and they're like yes <laughs> what's your instagram handle how do they know you're like so what do you talk about when you jump in like i don't know like i i um it varies sometimes i'll just be like how's your day and then they'll talk for like seven minutes about how their day is going and like something will come up in there that i connect to and like i don't know i just i like and at the end they're like hey would you like to go out again yeah, or they'll just be like, we should connect. I'd love to hang out sometime. Like, do you have an Instagram? You know. Oh, you get new followers. But how do you, so how do you, how <laughs> do you uh, the followers. draw the line between, you're like, hey, how do you let them off? Um, by not responding to the DMs they send okay. me later. Oh, so well, they find you and then message you right. on Instagram. So okay. sometimes I'll respond. Like, if I feel called to respond, I will. And if I'm like, this was definitely just like an Uber thing, you know, like we connected in that <laughs> moment, but like this wasn't meant we to be like a, a life yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you're getting this many like single driver. <laughs> like, I always get like someone's grandpa from LaGrange who's like <laughs> driving me around very I, slowly. Well, yeah. That's where you live. You're in the suburbs All right. now. This is still in the city. <laughs> Wait. But Mar- you have an out though, right? Because I mean, can't you just you you don't date guys, right? Actually, that's a new thing. I'm okay. trying. Um, you are. <laughs> yeah. When did I, this? How did this? First of all, a, when you say new thing, what do you mean? Uh, well, I mean, I identified as gay as a lesbian for a long time, and then over the past like couple of years, I guess over the last year, really, I've just I felt more 
like as I've been becoming a little more awake, as I'm getting to know myself better, I've just kind of realized I don't really identify at all with gender for myself. And so once I was kind of like, I don't need to like fit within this confine of like being a woman. I can just I can just be whatever I feel like each day. What's that called then? How do you identify that? I guess non-binary. But it's it's like it is it's whatever it is. You know, people see me as female or however they're going to see me. And I'm not I'm not offended by it. It doesn't affect my reality or my experience of life. But I think just ever since I started having this disconnect from gender, it didn't make sense for me to only be um, attracted to to one type of gender. It just made it easier for me to connect with people, um, just kind of like who sparks my soul and and not really um, be distracted by like what their physical body happens to look like. Have you uh, have you always before you identified as a lesbian? Did you ever date guys when you were younger? Yeah, I dated guys in college um, mainly as like a way to prove to myself that I was sure I could be straight. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it was definitely like a different mindset. Like I wasn't attracted to men, but like everyone was. So it was one of those things where I was like, if I just keep dating dudes long enough, like eventually I'll find one that I'm attracted to. You know, like <laughs> did you? Is it because of just social norms and pressure that you wanted to do that, or? you just I think so I think I didn't really know that there was an option like I think I didn't know that there was like another way to be I just well, you grew up in the south You're yeah in the south. No, I, is it New Orleans um south uh, from North Carolina okay yeah. and um I think I just kind of thought we all felt this way like we were all very apathetic about the other sex and like we're just all trying to make the best of it and <laughs> when did you know that you were uh, not attracted to men I guess um you knew that before when I started watching Law and Order SVU <laughs> Oh Are you serious? Mariska Hargitay. I was like, my obsession with Mariska Hargitay could not have been explained by anything other than just like being very gay, like right. extremely gay at the time. Like, and I, I even went to like a therapist and I was like, look, like I'm, I don't think that I'm straight. And, and she asked How old me why. Are you? I was like 21 okay. maybe. And, um, and she asked me why, and I was like, because the feelings I have for Mariska Hargitay oh are not God. straight. That's like, crazy. <laughs> like, I need to look she her was up. so pivotal. On there now? She's, yeah, yeah, she's, she's still, still on, on there. there. It's, it's different now, but. So, but in high school then, you you had no clue or you kind of had a clue? Or? I mean, like, I knew I wasn't, like, excited about guys. And, like, I was actually a really horrible friend to have in high school because if you told me you had a crush on a guy, I would be like, oh, okay, that's a guy we have a crush on, you know? Like, what do you mean? So, like, just if, like, if my friend was like, oh, I, I think Craig is so hot, I'd be like, oh, cool, Craig is a guy we think is hot. I have a crush <laughs> on Craig now, you know? And so, like, just I was program like, it in your brain. I, yeah, I was just, like, nabbing people's crushes because they were just giving me intel on, like, who we were supposed to find attractive because that wasn't like intuitive to me like, but were you naturally attracted to women I had a lot of close like female friends that I would fall in love with and yeah. I guess I just thought it was like this fun quirky thing about me you know right. like wow I fall like so hard for the girls that I'm friends with right. like, it's just hilarious I guess and so college dated guys and then when did you start dating women? After college, I went to law school and um, and that's when I started. Did you find I, like, Marissa? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Actually, yes. Like she played a very large role in my entire um, career and life. Is path. she a lesbian? No, oh, she's okay. straight. Um, yeah, no. But I, I do have like a lot of fan fiction that would suggest <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> Listen, I told you I had a special treat for listeners loyal listeners of the show, Singles Only. And here it is. You heard me talk about the book Perfect Pain, which is a memoir by my friend Param Parastron. It's an awesome book about 
his journey, his life journey of how he had this perfect life on paper, family, successful career, money, everything, but he had an underlying pain that he didn't address. And this book addresses that. It addresses his life in an amazing way. He had such a cool life, um, and he had some personal demons that he struggled with, and through therapy, he conquers that. It's a great book. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. Read it, perfectpain.com. But here's what I'm going to do. I talked to the author, Param Parastron, and he is going to let me give away a book every week. Here's what you have to do to get a free book. Subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. Once you've given us a review, five-star review, um, message me and tell me you did it, and I'm going to send you the book. Once, one a week. We're going to do this until we run out of books. I've got 22 to give away, it sounds like. So perfectpain.com if you want to buy the book available on Amazon and available in auto audiobook too but if you are a listener of this podcast all you got to do is review this podcast and then message me and say hey I reviewed it or if there's a way to contact you I'll figure it out um, and you're going to get a book sent to you you don't even have to leave your house you're going to get a free book once a week I'm doing this for the book Perfect Pain by Param Parastron it's a great book I want everyone to read it I want to make this a bestseller and get the the far of our bump, the singles only bump. So buy it today or give us a review and get your free copy. And when you like it, don't lend it to other people. Make them buy it too because it supports this author and this journey. Perfect pain, parm, parastron. Did so in up until that time then you did you have any long-term relationship with guys though? Yeah, I mean I dated a guy for like a year and a half in college but like we never said I love you like it was very much like he was in a frat I was in a sorority we went to all the events we were supposed to go to Mm -hmm. like it was it's just like it's did he know you think no I don't think so I think it's like it's so much easier than people realize to just live on the surface of life like to just like live on the surface to just do the things that you're supposed to do to just go through the motions of like oh I'm a woman I'm supposed to be with a man you know it's so how society is set up to just kind of set you down that path you know like how easy was it like I just joined a sorority and then like every week they have events that help you date guys like every right. single week. <laughs> with, did you come out to anyone in your sorority then after you had the conversation with a therapist or what? <laughs> um, I think there was some suspicion in my sorority because I was very much in love with my grand big at the time. Um, What's that? Your so when you get into a sorority, you are given like a big sister and then they kind of like show you the ropes and give you presents. And then so their big sister (laughs) is your grand big. Oh, yeah. Oh, we call it pledge that. I I had like a very non. I was in a fraternity. We didn't have that. I was it was called DU. Okay. Yeah. We're really good. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Okay. so So your grand. You had a crush on her? Yeah, I had like a like a debilitating crush on her. Did she look like Mariska? Oh, like not really. <laughs> not like I guess the coloring was similar in hindsight, but that wasn't the appeal. <laughs> I was <laughs> I guess she was pre-law. I guess there's some similarities, but <laughs> So what okay, so you after law that's in law school, that's when you what did you do then? That's how did you address this? So the first year of law school, I was just so depressed. I was like miserable. I had just kind of like 
gone through the motions of being like my whole life like I'm just supposed to be a lawyer like my parents chose my name because it sounded like a lawyer's name right. and so I was just like I was so out of touch with myself in so many ways like I hadn't really stopped to ask myself about my sexuality or like what career I wanted and so I ended up in law school day one I'm like I don't know what I thought this was going to be but it's not <laughs> it's not for me mm-hmm. and so I get through the first year of law school and I dropped out um I dropped out and I moved to Massachusetts and um I I started to like finally think about like what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do comedy and um, and just live a different type of life. I watched all of the episodes of Law and Order SVU, like hundreds, (laughs) hundreds of episodes of Law and Order. Just looking for clues (laughs) to see if she was she was maybe interested in women or what it was was, for law. I was trying to figure my sexuality out. And like Law and Order SVU is my tool for doing that. Was like, yeah, it was it's so but by the end of the But she's not even in every scene, right? Like what you just like you're like fast forwarding and like pausing. I wasn't doing anything weird okay, okay. aside from no, just i don't mean like sexual i'm just saying like <laughs> you were like I, like watching her and you were just waiting for her to show up on the show yeah it's kind of like having a crush on someone you know and you're just like rooting for them like because right. every episode like she's having some sort of struggle <laughs> and, like, i've only seen like three episodes so, oh so my I don't gosh really oh know. there are like thousands thousands and, no i know yeah but every episode i had in, like, she is each an, episode yeah um, so yeah, it was, it was like research. It was just like, am I gay? Like each episode I'd start watching it and I'd be like, I don't know how much do I care about her well being? Would I support her career in this situation? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, do I still find her attractive when she's sweating? Like, yeah, it turns out I do. Like, because like you have all these weird thoughts. Like if I was gay, I'd still be attracted to like women when they're like, when they don't look beautiful, you know? And like, right. and like, I think you carry so much insecurity about yourself. Like, I don't like the way I look half the time. How could I be attracted to another woman? Right. And then you realize like that it, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> you know, you right. just, it's so much projection of your own, like the love you're withholding from yourself is what you end up projecting on like your whole life. But you had this, you had this like feeling where you, did you have anyone you could talk to about it other than like talking to the TV, I guess? It took me a really long time to, to talk to anyone about it. Cause that first therapist I went to that I told you about, yeah. she actually, um, she told me that I, that gay wasn't a thing like that. I Are was, you serious? Yeah. She told what? me that I couldn't it, be gay. This is in North Carolina? This was in Massachusetts, Massachusetts. actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, you think of it being a little more secular. Why, wait, why could, why, what, it, what does that mean? She, she said that, um, she said that I wasn't gay or even bisexual, that I probably just hadn't received enough love from my mother. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, she, yeah. Is she was, a nun? No, it was like a very like, yeah, the this is why practice, free but. healthcare doesn't work. No, I'm yeah, just no, it was. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah, there's like there's a lot of like insecurity and a lot of like questioning that goes on. And that's also like a big part of why kind of moving from identifying as lesbian to like non-binary pansexual, maybe I don't sure. Pansexual is um, what the one it sounds like. Yeah. What you are. Yeah. But what what but when you were uh, after the therapist, did you have anyone else to like be like, OK, I think. I think that I'm. I really didn't. I think like I didn't really open up to anyone about it until I was. Um, I w- I moved back to North Carolina to finish law school, and then when I moved back there, I was like, I'm ready to like be the person that I right. that I am. Mm-hmm. And so I opened up to my friend um, about it in like a nightclub. <laughs> we were like dancing, and it was like so loud, and I was like, this is the moment. Like this is the moment yeah. to have a serious conversation. <laughs> and how did she? How did she take it? Oh my gosh, it was it was fine. It was like so yeah. humorous and high because I'm like yelling like I think I'm bi and she's like what and I'm like I I, gay I guess (laughs) and she's like what did you say I didn't hear you know and like she said that she didn't know but it made sense um 
and she was super supportive and she had her brother was gay and they grew up in the south and so she had to deal with a lot of stuff like that so I was really glad like once I opened up to her I was like I'm just out I'm just in this and um and it was so easy but yeah what about your parents they kind of figured it out over time and then like did end up um end up like asking me about it point blank and and so and they've since met like the women that I've dated and stuff so So they're cool with it yeah I'd say at this point they are kind of over freaking out about stuff like that like we I have two sisters and we've both given them so much stress that (laughs) there's I'd have to do something a little more extreme than dating a woman at this point I think to get a rise out of my parents are your sisters straight uh yeah okay you talk about it in your comedy um you have a couple funny like bits about them asking about you guys having kids or something right (laughs) like so let's talk about how that would work like yeah I think that's my mom's thing is like she doesn't really care who we're with as long as they treat us well and give her grandchildren (laughs) do you do you want to get married and have kids is that something that's on your agenda I wouldn't say it's on my agenda I think like everything else in life I'm open to it you know if if it happens and it's what feels right in the moment like I'll I'll think about it but I think a big part of why I'm not like usually very gung-ho about relationships is I kind of I guess I kind of treat relationships like um, like study hall in middle school <laughs> where it's like okay. we're just going to get together and like be independently together. You know, like we're both working on different things at different paces. We're just like in the same room enjoying each other's company while we like live our own lives. Basically. That's a hel- I think that's a very healthy way to look it's at it. It's hard to find. It's like and it sounds great, right? It sounds great when I say it. But then like in the nitty gritty of like actually being in a relationship it and all of a sudden you're having to like, having, like carve out time for yourself and like yeah. and like defend your reasons for like wanting time to do your own things and it's like oh this isn't like it's not it's not what people assume you know it's like you have to make that space for yourself it's it's a discussion when you when you say that you treat it like study hall is that something that you would discuss it with with your partners or just kind of like it just ended up becoming that no, it's what I want. Like, that's yeah. my ideal is like, I want to be like two independent people together, like just working to support each other and being the best versions of our individual selves. That's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. You, when I retire the podcast, you can take it over and explain <laughs> this theory to everyone. You that's, can take it over. It's, yeah. And it's just hard to find someone who's like secure enough and who yeah. wants that too. Was that ultimately kind of what happened in this last relationship that that was tough to... I think I don't think that's necessarily what happened like my partner has always been really supportive of me but I do think that I got to a place where I I think for a long time I needed other people to make me feel safe and to make me feel supported and I think I got to a point this year because I've been doing so much work on myself where all of a sudden like I was the safest person for myself to be around like I was happy and content and complete with myself and it felt like once I didn't need anything from anyone else, like once I had everything I needed within myself, it was just kind of like a gift to myself to, to be single, to like mm-hmm. have that independence and that autonomy. And I think we spent a lot of time trying to carve out enough space for each, for each of us to try to be independent within the relationship. But when you've been in a relationship for two years and a lot of structures are already built, a lot of like um, your habits and stuff are already existing, it can just be hard to like, to just all of a sudden shift and be like, okay, we're like two separate people with Mm -hmm. like boundaries and and lives and different ambitions now. Yeah. And so it almost felt like this will be easier to like support each other in this transition as friends. You think you'll stay friends? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Did you, uh, before your two year relationship, did you have a break where you were, uh, you did have that independence where you weren't in a, in a, in a yeah. relationship how long was that a couple months like we've okay. had all sorts of so things so you go yeah. you haven't gone a long period of time where you've just been 
single to work on yourself. Exactly. And like the times in the past when I have been single, I haven't been in this like headspace of like, I'm really fine on my own. Yeah. I've been in more of a headspace of like, I better get out there. I better mingle. I better meet right. someone. Um, and now it's like, wow, it's, it's actually kind of really exciting to be like, I have this like whole life that I can do whatever I want with, um, which, you know, it's always the case, but for some reason, all of a sudden it feels very new and mm -hmm. it, and it feels like it's very much mine to do what I want with. And that is really exciting. Are you going to go, uh, on apps and stuff eventually? Is that something you think you need to do or do you, I don't First, even know. I like, Sounds like you don't. Yeah. You just got to <laughs> get on a fucking ride rides. chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I went on Tinder for like a couple days after like the, the breakup initially, you know, I think that's like such a normal thing to do. Like just to remind yourself that there are like other people out there. And, um, I talked to a bunch of people who I, I didn't end up following up with, you know, it was what like, do you do for that? Are you, are you matching with women? Yeah. Or how both? do you put, how would you put I, I tried both. And okay. I think what I realized is like apps have never really worked for me just because I'm such like a energy person. I like, I'm, I'm kind of like you, you know, you know, if, if someone's in or out within a minute and I'm kind mm -hmm. of like, I know pretty much as soon as I meet you, if there's a spark here or not. And it's, and it's harder for me to gauge that on an app. And so it was feeling like I'm spending all this time talking to this person and I show up and their energy is just like, butt energy, <laughs> like it's yeah, not vibing right. with me at all. Well, so, Tinder's uh that's definitely not the place to, to do uh, the apps thing to get it. But there are other ones where you get, you, there's enough out there. It's like, like Hinge, for example, they have a biography essentially about the person and there's enough pictures where you can't, I don't want to say you can feel that energy, but you're like, you get a vibe of what yeah. they're about because look, you have five pictures to put up. If, if you're putting up five pictures of you with your friends, with like all the clothes you own to go skiing, like you clearly are not comfortable And a picture of like the skyline. It's like, that's, you know, you're not, um, putting yourself out there yet. So, yeah. but I do think, yeah, but, um, I agree with you that it, for you, I don't think it's gonna, you don't even need the apps. Um, no, nah, I'm like, let's just see what the universe yeah. throws at me. Right. <laughs> do the apps have open. the function? So is, can you only like search for men or women? There's no like, I think there's open. both. Tinder has a non-binary option. They do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can choose what, like which group of matches you want to show up. And like, if you want to be non-binary, but only show up when people search for men, you can do that. Or if only start, show up when people search for women, you can do that, which I thought was really cool. So what's the difference between non-binary and pansexual? So non-binary relates to gender. So it's saying like, I don't choose to, um, or I don't identify with like the like being a female or being a male, like one of these two binary genders constructs, okay. um, that are kind of assigned to you at birth. And, um, pansexuals when you're just attracted to, yeah, it's orientation based. So like you're sexually attracted to not necessarily any, like any, you're not just attracted to men or just attracted to women. You could be attracted to non-binary people or trans people or, you know, like non-cisgendered people as well. Um, so it's just like, it's very open and I, I do like, um, Janelle Monet came out as non-binary and pansexual and that was like a real game changer for me because I think she's amazing. And um, I watched her her album like a million times, her visual album, because it was just like speaking to my soul. So I highly recommend it to anyone who <laughs> wants to listen to it. What or, was, sorry, what was her name? I didn't. Janelle Monet. Or, Janelle Monet. Okay. Um, do you? Um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say because I wrote down Janelle Monet. Because <laughs> I was like, um, are you? Um, oh, I was going to tell you this. There's a guest we had who was uh, 
bisexual. Well, is non-binary and bisexual, those are overlapping, I guess, Those are different. So non-binary is how you identify your gender. Like, um, I'm not female, I'm not male, I'm non-binary. And then bisexual is, um, your gender is irrelevant. It's just who you're attracted to. So you're attracted to both men and females, but like not necessarily non-binary people. So you're not bisexual then? You're non-binary. I wouldn't consider myself. Got it. Because we had a guest on who was bisexual and on the apps, she was on Tinder, she would do women and on Bumble, she would do men. men so she wouldn't have to, or no, the other way around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> make the system work for you. Or no, I'm sorry. She would do Bumble uh, women because she didn't want to make the first move. And then oh, Tinder, clever. she would do men. So they would and make the first move. She so she never had to. She hit up by couples a lot, yeah, right? right? Oh, right, right. gosh. Yeah. That's why I quit Tinder the first time. Like I tried it. Because yeah. couples are reaching out. And they're sneaky. They're so sneaky. It's like yeah. this hot girl will just message you out of Unicorns, nowhere. right? Yeah. And she like has like a bio that just like she, <laughs> it looks like a normal single like girl. And it, it's like, oh, just like looking for love. And you're like talking for like two days. And then she's like, by the way, I'm in bed with my man right now. And we'd like love a third. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I have a friend who uh, she does that where she has her boyfriend there. They're, they're uh, in a open relationship and then she just goes on Tinder and finds these women. And then I think it's, I think you need to be open about it. Like, I think, I think it's fine to do, but, but she is being transparent about it. She said that there's like a code word that's on her Tinder mm. profile that I is guess that people the unicorn know. Code word? I don't know. It's something along those lines. Like it's like, I don't remember. You but can't she put explained like the it to couple me. on the profile. Yeah, picture. no, it's just her. And then, but once you read the bio, it's, it's clear that that's what's going on. But yeah, yeah like you said, it, it is a bait and switch for yeah. sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Um, so um, how long do you think you're going to stay single this time? Are you going to try to stay single? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm going to try to I stay single and open and just like see where that takes me. Just go on these lift rides. It sounds yeah. like it's working out for you. How like what's your average like time of a lift ride that you have this much like, so almost all of these happened when connection. I was actually when I was working for you downtown, Paul, because yeah. I was having I was taking an Uber downtown say, every day. So it's like a 25 you're... minute ride. Okay. Um, and yeah, that yeah, that's true. That's why you're like, I'm going to come in today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, why are you so excited about Let's your ride? I'm on um, a roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you um, so you don't do that? You can't do the share or what do you call it? The right. Uh, right. No, the um, group group. I could rides. do a pool. I mean, who knows? Pool, yeah, I could sorry. meet all sorts of people in a pool. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's going to be like, like a, an yeah. orgy, right? <laughs> right. <on your> left. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> really maximize my options. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I think it's uh, that's an interesting way to. I, so, um, other than this date, have you gone on any other dates? Um, I've been on a couple of dates. Um, and my last, the last stand-ups that I actually did was about a date that I went on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been interesting. How did you meet this other person? Through, um, I don't want to say. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So what would happen if one of you guys right now wanted to bring someone home? We couldn't. Okay. I mean, we could, but it would be just like a horrible, but isn't it? Mess. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. But isn't it just as bad too, like if you don't show up one night and then you like stay over at someone else's? I mean, it's like a... It's like a subtle, it's not passive aggressive, but it's like, okay. Right. It's still disrespectful in a way, right? I guess. I, I mean, we're both, we both kind of travel a lot anyway. So I oh, guess right. it's like easier to, for it to like fly under the radar or maybe not notice. But um, I mean, it's, it's going pretty well so far. Like, yeah. and I think we always work like 
super good friends. We were always the closest as friends. And I think it was one of those things where it's like, we're such good friends. Like it makes sense to date, but now you guys are both in the same community too, right? right? With comedy and stuff. So that makes it a little harder too. Yeah. But it's good that you guys are friends. Absolutely. We like, I have nothing but love for her. I want nothing but the best for her and it's, it's going really well. So do you think there's a chance you guys can just stay roommates and like not have to move <laughs> no. out? I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's something we've talked about, but well, they have a there's, dog, there's ultimately Paul. just I know. So what are you going to do with complications? The dog? Um, I don't know. Well, maybe he can get a license and drive back and forth between us. He's so big. What kind of dog is it? He's a brown lab Vishla mix. He's a massive I've seen pictures. Dog. He's cute though. He's, he is cute. I love him a lot. He's a great dog. Did you guys get him together? We did. Oh, that's yep. hard. <laughs> yeah. Made, made a lot of good choices. Um, <laughs> but I don't think either of us would change getting the dog. He's pretty great. Well, we are, we are out of time, Marzen. Um, I definitely want to have you back on after you've been on a, a couple more uh, Uber and Lyft rides and see what, what happens. I mean, it would be kind of... You got to be careful, though, right? Like, if you keep getting asked out by all these, like, they're going to know each other, too, at some point, right? Do you they think all, Lyft drivers talk? I don't know. They all hang when, out. Well, the when, cab where drivers. Where would they all, all hang I, out I together? Know. Like, That's traffic? True. I think you're right. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, late the at DMV. night, they all go to the DMV. The, um, no, the, uh, the, the, um, it's like a cafe. Well, all the cab drivers go. It's like a mm. Indian cab drivers section on uh ashland or no on uh halstead i should find out where this place is you should just, just go like, there go there yeah. i'm like i am your queen like- yeah. <laughs> it's mostly cab drivers but you because i have late hours i drive by there and like you you go there and there's 20 cabs and like lift hanging cars out. all just hanging out smoking so. cigarettes yeah i know what you're talking about it's on halstead in like chicago just north of chicago you it's like a, a bunch of speed cafe dates. yeah well where, where can people find you other than on lyft Oh, find me on Instagram at Love Mars. Love Mars, M A R S. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks com- for coming on, Mars. I appreciate it. And thank uh, you for having me. This is so fun. Thanks, Maggie, for driving all the way here from Winnetka to come. I to still the live show. in the city, I know. Paul. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I'm I moving. appreciate. It. And thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Please subscribe. Just smash that button, as the kids say, and uh, and uh, tell your friends. Review us. Bye.